Hey, what's going on, questioning marks out there? I know everybody is absolutely marking out for what is going to be an exciting day of wrestling. Jared, can you feel me, bro? I am pumped, guys. What is up, questioning marks? A big Royal Rumble Sunday coming at you with a little pre-show and then coming at you again live tonight during the Rumble. Uh, Can't wait. I hope everyone's excited. Yes, absolutely. And we're going to just be doing a recording of us, you know, reacting to what's going on in the Rumble tonight. Uh, We're going to be starting it at, you know, around 630 and we're going to let it go until the end of the Rumble. And we're going to, you know, put it out there for you guys to listen. And you guys could, you know, give us your reactions as well as to what has happened. You know, if your marks out there are listening, we probably know that you're watching it. But, you know, we definitely want you guys to give a listen afterwards anyway, so that you can get uh, our perspective, your perspective, send us emails. You know, remember we're at thequestioningmarks at gmail.com and you could hit us up on Twitter at thequestioning11. That's the Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-I-N 11. All right. You can hit us up on Twitter on there. Let us know what you think. Let us know uh, your insights, your questions, anything that you want us to talk about on the show. Uh, you know, we'll get it out there. All right. So, I just want to start off by saying that I think New Japan is absolutely crushing it right now uh, in regards to what is going on in wrestling. So we're going to just start it off today, I think, on the New Japan front. We're going to talk a little bit about the indie scene. Uh, then we'll kick into what I thought was uh, an absolute horrible show of impact. I don't, I don't know what you felt, Jared. Yeah, it was horrible. And as I'm watching it, uh, I'm laughing because I, I thought last week's episode was maybe the best I've watched, you know, as I said last week, yeah. um, but a total reverse course. And it just shows you how they're nothing without AEW, honestly. So we'll see. Um, I just want the listeners to know that we do have to give Matt a couple minutes of, of uh, his indie time on maybe <laughs> the second, uh, maybe the second biggest WWE day of the year. So Matt, <laughs> Let's we'll go. get through it. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. I, I just, I, I really just want to touch base though with what's going on in New Japan because I don't know if you marks out there that I haven't watched yet. If you've listened to our show and I've and I've been begging people to uh, start watching it. If you haven't yet, uh, just to let you know, Moxley has finally appeared in a dojo and has confronted a wrestler in New Japan. So we officially have an AEW signed wrestler that has made his way back into New Japan right now, and it is fucking awesome. So as I predicted after Wrestle Kingdom, Kenta is going to be going against John Moxley, uh, which looks like it's going to be in February, uh, beginning... Uh, I'm not too sure exactly when in February, but I believe, uh, you know, you got to just check in every week. You never know when it's going to fucking happen, which is awesome. Uh, so right now... We have John Moxley versus Kenta. That is going to be uh, for the IWGP, uh, you know, USA Championship. Man, that's fucking awesome. So now, we are Matt, going to- let me uh, let me ask you a question. Um, do you feel that New Japan is losing some of their American wrestlers? So it was imperative to bring Moxley back and not strip him of the title. Well, I just want to go over right now. So they have uh, a guy named TJP, who's a fucking awesome American wrestler. Uh, they have right now El Phantasmo. I don't think he's American, but um, you know he is definitely not Japanese, so he could be. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm actually not up on where he's from, so I don't want to uh, make any guesses. But Phantasmo does sound, um, 
sort of Lucha Libre style, but I'm not too sure. But he's actually going up against Leo Rush in uh, New Japan Strong. You know what's funny about Leo Rush? Uh, I'm a big – I watched the challenge on MTV, and (laughs) he – on the first episode, he like you know he was play wrestling with some of the guys, but one of the bigger guys, and no. I, I had thought he, they got intimidated by him, you know, early on, but mm-hmm. it just wound up being uh, last week he wound up uh, leaving the show because he just couldn't handle he was he's not mentally tough enough for the show, and I was kind of surprised. That's kind of scary uh, if you're you know a wrestler on the road all the time, you know, away from family or just living a tough life. I mean, Leo Rush, you got to think about it. He's not like the top guy out there you know what i mean he's definitely a good wrestler i thought i thought they uh you know in wwe there was really no room for him to make a big jump up to like a heavyweight role or anything like that so um i think he's making a good choice though going into his really first stint in uh new japan so uh definitely. you know that's that's where people revitalize their careers that's what i'm saying if, if uh you haven't watched new japan yet you know these are guys that are, are, are wrestling their asses off because they want to get these contracts. They want to make their way back to uh, possibly bigger leagues or, you know, there are some wrestlers out there that absolutely love New Japan and stay. So uh, that is definitely, uh, you know, an option for him too. But El Fantasma versus Leo Rush is going to be an awesome match. Uh, then uh, sometime in February too, there's this guy named Chris Dickinson who I think you would absolutely love. The guy's like a fucking animal. He's jacked out. He's like a... Brian Cage looking type dude, but more like Jersey Shore-ish, like backwards hat, tank top, like fucking beast, man. He's huge. Like Zack uh, Ryder meets Brian Cage almost. Pretty much, man. It's 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 that kind of a situation. I'll, now, I'll definitely I just send you the uh, picture. Awesome. I just want to ask you one more question. I heard you mention TJ. I heard, I heard you mention TJP before. Yeah. Uh, TJ Perkins from WWE. Oh, we have the same guy here. Um, Let me see. TJP. Because I honestly haven't seen him wrestle in the ring yet. Yep, TJ Perkins. Yep, he's also he's also an impact. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, I mean, it's it's you know it's pretty cool that these guys are making these ties. So honestly, uh, there's also Danny Limelight. We've seen him in uh, AEW before, and he's also wrestling in New Japan Strong. So it seems like they're dripping a little bit into the AEW realm. I'm not saying that they're taking their guys. I don't think these guys that wrestle on Dark have official contracts anyway with uh, AEW per se. So. Well, you know it's what's funny cool speaking, about that they're making their rounds, you know. Speaking of guys who don't have contracts, um, I just read yesterday Cardona is wrestling without a contract with Impact. I, I'm actually like a little confused. Is he under contract with AEW? Is he just like a freelancer? Is he? So I definitely don't think that he's signed with AEW right now. I believe that was just a short stint. I'm not too sure exactly what that was for. Maybe he just wanted to get in the ring and you know just you know make sure the rust doesn't build up. I guess. In regards to sitting out there, um, he's always saying, you know, his his catchphrase right now seems like it's all it's always ready, you know, always ready. I see him posting that shit all the time. I think it just means like, you know, just always ready. Whoever's out there ready to, you know, that wants to sign him, go for it. I still think he has to revitalize his character, though. There's no storyline going on with him. There's no he just comes out and smiles and kind of, you know, tries to. I don't even fucking know, man, honestly. Like, I, I think Zack Ryder's a cool dude also because I'm, I'm a big wrestling figure collector. I I love his wrestling figure podcast that he has with Brian Myers. I, I, I've been following that for a long time. But in terms of his, his wrestling, man, I, I wish he just tried to revitalize the character a little bit. You know, he's not woo-woo-woo broski right now, but he's like, you know, woo broski. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, uh, 
<laughs> I think you're right. He's kind of stuck in his, you know, in, in, in just his own his own self right now. Um, and who knows with him? I think uh, I actually think Brian Myers has is going to be the Impact Champion. I think I've mentioned it on this show before. Yeah, you have. And and he, even when I saw him last week, he looked he looked pretty dominant in regards. And when he saw Zack Ryder in the back, he was kind of like, you know, fuck you, whatever. You right. Know? And like, I do want to <laughs> mention I do want to mention this before I forget it. Um, yeah. Before we actually totally go into WWE stuff, you yeah. can between AEW Impact. Uh, not so much New Japan because th- those guys are good, but you can you can tell who's been in WWE before. Like it's just a it, it, they're they're yeah, better. They're, they're just better. They're po- yeah. right. They're better. They're polished, and you could just tell they're in ring the way they hit the ropes, the way they the way punches connect and and boots connect. Um, I know we talked about last week how AEW you see more of that stuff. When as far as former WWE guys, aside from Chris Jericho. Let me tell you, they, you know, they're, they're, like you said, very polished. They look like showroom cars. Yeah, exactly. When they come out, you know, it's like they're, they're at a, almost a smaller stage, right? They're used to coming out in front of, you know, you know, like stadiums like MSG that are packed out for Raw or SmackDown. You know, now they're, you know, not, I don't know where Impact honestly even filmed before the pandemic, but I don't think they were selling out, you know, stadiums, were they? Uh, closer to ballrooms than stadiums. Yeah, so yeah, kind of like a Hammerstein-ish like uh, scene, which is also great. Don't get me wrong; I've you know I've been you know we've been to the ROH shows and 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 things like that, and uh, they're you know they're great. But uh, just well, yeah, when you're coming from uh, yeah the the biggest stage of them all, I guess every other stage after that is going to fail in comparison almost. I totally agree, and it's it's funny to see how Jericho has fallen off a little bit, you know. Because he's one of the guys in the ring in AEW who are absolutely awful, and it's just it's he's like a he's like a shell of himself. But you know he did lead the company through the you know their their infant stages, and he did a good job. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. I have to agree there. Um, just quickly, right back to New Japan, really fast. Uh, you know they they just had a brand new uh, pay per view. New beginnings. A lot of shows that were leading up to this uh, pay per view were absolutely amazing. The wrestling was great. So one one thing that I gotta say that New Japan does awesome is on their way up to the matches that lead up to the pay per view that are pretty much set in stone. Uh, they have like matches, but not not per se between the two guys. But you know, for instance, if Okada is going up against, let's say, Will Osprey, uh, they will have you know Okada. And two guys from his faction versus Will Ospreay and two guys from his faction in like three-man tag matches, you know, different style of matches leading up to the match so that there's still storyline built all the way up. So I love the way that New Japan does that because uh, right now there's an awesome storyline with Will Ospreay and um, going into a no-DQ tag match with his partner. Um, the name's not ringing a bell right now because I'm, I'm just getting into the storyline. But uh I, I, I love that every time they've been, you know, they've been coming out to the ring, the matches are no contest because they start getting brutally insane with tables and chairs and stuff. And the, the, the awesome thing about New Japan also is that they don't block out any cursing whatsoever. Even on the promos, these guys are dropping F-bombs left and right. So it's like it's, it's so much more of an adult version of wrestling that like if you're 
not tired of like, you know, the fucking fireballs getting thrown in the face and, you know, the makeup on Randy Orton's face because we know he's not fucking burnt and, you know, different things like that. Uh, it's, Don't it's you def- dare bash the great WWE <laughs> on the day of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> it's, but uh, it's just one of those things, man. Like, you know, they it, it, it puts you more into the storyline as an adult because you're not – not not to say per se the child, and yes, the storylines are, are are good in WWE now. Don't get me wrong, but if 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 you need a palate cleanser, even of just some real deal promos where the guys are like "fuck you," I'm gonna fucking kill you in the ring, blah blah, blah like all this stuff, like that's like like this is where it's at. They do it in the promos right after they do um, their matches. They kind of do like press conference type of stuff where they either pop a beer and sit down at the podium and they ask questions and and they'll be cursing their brains off. And even like I said, last week at Tamatanga, like he, he, you know, he was vulgar on his podcast. He's vulgar on the mic in the ring. He's vulgar in the ring when he's wrestling. Uh, I've heard it's a much different times. culture. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, it's, it's not frowned upon It's and it's, and it's pretty cool. So well, if you want to check they're, out, well, they're not, they're not pussies. We are. Yeah. I guess that's what it comes down to. I mean, uh, you know, we have, I guess, a society here that would deem that bad, but there are, you know, I gotta say, ECW when I was growing up, the attitude had, era. Uh, well, yeah, the attitude era was wild. Even, even we were discussing, I think, last week, just in in our chat about the whole Edge Leader situation, where they pretty much had him like bang her in the ring. That was and, awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, like there was those times where it was just like, holy shit! Like that, I don't even think they would even try that right now. No, I was uh, in college at the time too, as were you, and it was, yeah. it was just like for us, we were at the perfect age to like love that and appreciate that. Whereas, like, yeah. even like Val Venus, remember that? Like, I had oh no my clue. God, what yeah. they were, like, I had no clue. Bro, I remember like one raw when I was I was so young, and there was like a one raw where where they chopped Val Venus's cock off. This Chinese, <laughs> <laughs> this Chinese guy had his cock out on the block because he like banged his daughter. I don't even remember, man. It was like some crazy storyline, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" They chopped his dick off, and I remember John Wayne. <laughs> I, I remember John Wayne uh, Bobbitt or whatever his name is. The guy that, that the guy was famous in the nineties. He got his cock cut off by yeah. his wife, and his wife threw it out the window or something. It was found in like a field. <laughs> he was on Raw like the next like like the next day with Val Venus. It was like fucking insane. And he had his cock, and I don't even know, man. It was just some insane shit that went on. And I was even so young to not even know, but I remember my mom or dad walking and be like, what the fuck is this guy doing on? Like this guy, guy's dick cut off by his wife. And I'm like, yeah, this guy, this wrestler just got his penis cut off by a Chinese guy. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> It's just, you know, but like it, that, that, that stuff isn't around anymore. Like I said, in ECW, I, I watched Bubba Ray once say to a fan on a pay-per-view that uh, to a woman, that her mother taught her how to suck dicks. And that was verbatim on the mic. That is nuts. Like out there. And it was just the funniest, craziest shit. And that stuff, it would be so bad now. You can probably find it on, on, on YouTube. Um, I highly doubt uh, WWE has it in their archives for their ECW pay-per-views. You may find it out there. But uh, absolutely insane stuff that used to happen in ECW in the 90s. But that's the type of feeling you get when you watch New Japan in regards to their promos and, and their stuff. Now, I quickly just want to get into 
uh, the New Beginning pay-per-view really quickly because there was a title change, and then we could jump pretty much uh, into quick Ring of Honor news, and then we'll get into what everybody's waiting for, the big, the uh, bigger leagues, I guess, as you other marks would say. But I think we're talking about the biggest league right now. Uh, New Japan, the New Beginning, uh, this is what went down pretty much. We had Kazushika Okada and Toro Yano defeated Evil and Yujihiro Takahashi. Um, that was a pretty fucking awesome match. Anytime Okada is in the ring, I highly suggest you just stay glued to it. I think he's the best wrestler in the world. I think he would out-wrestle any WWE wrestler. I don't. Around right now. Any WWE wrestler. This guy would absolutely destroy. Um, we should just send Strowman in there in a real fight, and that'll be over real fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, uh, then you're talking something else. But, uh, uh, Kota Ibushi, who is the world heavyweight champion, the IWGP heavyweight, and the Intercontinental champion, there's story of whether he's going to unify the belts or keep them separated, and just I, I don't know. Um, I still can't wrap my head around why New Japan is keeping guys with an Intercontinental and and a heavyweight championship belt when there's guys like Naito and uh, Sonata and even Evil. Uh, there's guys out there that could run with this intercontinental belt and it was even discussed that shinsuke nakamura a guy that you know because he made his way over to wwe uh they said that he put that intercontinental title belt like in the limelight almost equal to what the iwgp heavyweight championship was and i thought that was pretty cool for so for anybody out there that um is a shinsuke fan we know that he was getting a now there aren't any yeah yeah (laughs) unfortunately right um, yeah, but he did have a good run in WWE as the IC champion also, but it is mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. But uh, if you want to see him, and and I guess his prime, you know, you would go back to New Japan if anybody's interested in that. Um, so we also have Will Osprey. He defeated uh, Satoshi Kojima in a no DQ match. Uh, really, really, really fucking awesome match. Will Osprey has had some amazing uh, hardcore matches in his time. If you haven't checked him out yet, I think he would also out-wrestle any WWE wrestler right now, uh, just given his talent and his track record of where he's been in, in uh, his career. Uh, Paul Heyman has gushed over this kid before, and as I've watched videos of him offering contracts and things like that, and uh, it has not happened. So um, we will see, though, in the future. You never know. If Will Ospreay makes his way to AEW or WWE, it will automatically catapult either of those promotions uh, further to the moon for WWE and closer to the moon for AEW. Closer uh, to takeoff. <laughs> and Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated uh, Shingo Takaji, who also Shingo is, is an amazing wrestler, but um, Hiroshi is now the new Neverweight open champion so that was the only title that was pretty much switched on new beginning but what an amazing fucking pay-per-view it fucking was all right so really quickly just to get into some quick ring of honor news out there um if anybody (laughs) boo no we never will boo ring of honor but for you jared Oh, no, I'm just I'm just pumped. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> pumped today for uh, you know the second biggest night of the year in wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, so just really quick, Don Castle is a free agent right now. Uh, he was former Ring of Honor champion for quite a while. That's our boy uh, from G1. Yep, he uh, is a free agent. We'll be interested to see. We'll be interesting to see where he lands, uh, whether it be AW if he goes to NXT. 
something along those lines. Uh, what else is really going on in, let's see, uh, bah, 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 bah. oh yeah, Bandito signed uh, a new deal with Ring of Honor, which is huge. I think he's an amazing wrestler. We also saw him at G1. Uh, and other than that right now, uh, we still know that Marty Skrull is officially gone from Ring of Honor. Um, we will discuss that a little bit later when we discuss the Rumble because we have Uh-oh. to discuss our surprise entrance and things like that. All right, so I'm going to just cut off on the indie stuff right now. I think we could jump pretty Let's much go. right into, uh, you know, we'll what do you want to get into, Jared? I'll, 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 I'll leave it up to you. If you want to get into AEW quick, let's, we could... Let's do some AEW so we could just finish strong, you know, for a while with, uh, you know, Raw, SmackDown, and then the Rumble stuff. All right, you got it, man. So AEW was recently just... And, and, and even honestly, before we talk about AEW, let's just get Impact out of the way really quickly just so we could just say, like... Horrible. What a fucking horrible show last week. It was absolutely abysmal. Uh, the only bright spots that I possibly have seen were Ace Austin, um, his tag partner. They, I forgot his fucking name, Ray, the wild man. The, man, the madman Fulton. Oh, the madman. Fulton. I, I, I think he has a good look, you know? Um, I think, yeah, you know, I've, I, I think they have something going on there. And Joe, Joe Doring was that his name? Yeah, Joe Doring. I love him. Joe Doring, bro. He, he's, he's, he looks like a, um, like the undertaker had, like a skull fracture surgery and i don't even know his, his his look is wild man he looks like an undertaker that was like frankensteined up a little bit in regards lo- to just like <laughs> he is he is a weird looking dude he used to have like platinum blonde hair when he wrestled like his mother hair. fed him moonshine when he was a baby yeah. and he just fucking got rocked like i don't know but I like that trio though uh Doring uh Diener and Eric Young i know i talk yeah, about so- Eric Young every week but yeah I mean, uh, I, those are the only bright spots that I that, that I've seen. Um, but nothing that's going to obviously bring me right back. I'll still, you know, see if I could see who's wrestling on Tuesdays to catch what's going on. I I, I think the whole private party fucking storyline is horrible trash. Oh, um, see, I kind of I kind of like that they're going from promotion to promotion, show to oh, show. I like that idea, and I, I like don't... the Matt Hardy angle. Honestly, I think he's yeah. good. I think he's good at, at at being their manager, and I think he's, you know, I think he's good now with this Hangman angle. I'm not going to get into that right th- th- this moment, but yeah. I, you know, he's not a good wrestler, and I think this is a good good way for him. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think it's a uh, very good way for him to transition out of the ring. Like I said, uh, I think in our first podcast where um, he took years off of his life in like two months worth of AEW matches in regards to the chair shots he took from Sammy Guevara. And yeah, that the, was brutal. And then the falling off the scaffold and cracking his skull on the fucking concrete. It was just absolutely insane. Um, that alone, I think was just like, all right, you know, like let's take a break. Like, well, you know, you can still be around. You can still do your thing, but well, you know, you have young kids, and uh, why don't you just uh, calm it down a little bit? I mean, really not that good in the ring anymore, and it's it's just uh, – Yeah, he's horrible. Not, yeah, it's not a good fucking look. So uh, I guess I could agree with you there. I'm just not a private party um, fan, I guess well, I, I should say. You want, to talk about um, a guy, you want to talk about a guy who's horrible in my opinion, and he was not good in WWE, and he's not good as the Impact Heavyweight Champion, and that's Rich Swan. I just think he's – Yeah, horrible yeah. on the mic. Yeah, horrible on the mic, and he's just—I don't think he's that good in the ring. And he doesn't look like a world champion. 
Yeah, but I know my buddy James will cringe when he listens to the podcast and hears me say <laughs> he, he he does like Swan. Um, but I just don't see it. And I mean, he's a big indie guy. I've 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 I give him his props for you know like the way he does. Right, he just does. He just doesn't scream world champion to me. Right, he he screams like you know part of a tag championship. Division. Uh, you know, yeah, like X Division type guy. Uh, you know, possibly you know even an IC area type belt. You know, Maybe. whatever it is. Maybe, but um, and there's so many oh guys. Who, let's, let's just start. Even yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's so many guys, over, it, it, even in Impact, who I think would be better champions: Eric Young, Myers, Doring, uh, Cardona. I, I mean, I'm not Callahan. even Callahan. Even like it's just that's like six or seven guys we just named off the top of our heads that are better than him. And I just don't see it with him. And I can't believe Eric Young dropped the title to him. But here comes another thing. All these WWE guys, you can tell that they're polished. It's it's a big difference yeah. from, from, you know, to one of Impact's guys. And and what's up with uh, who came back last week? That uh, fucking NWA guy uh, who just came back to impact it was it was in that opening segment uh damn what's his name not moose but the other other guy oh i, for, I forget his name this is the nwa guy i forgot uh his name right off the bat but it's a african an african-american dude who's just looks nothing like a wrestler he oh willie mac willie mac right is that his name his name is like Willie Mack, I think. Yeah, yeah, yes. He lost to Moose at the last pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, he's, he seems like a really good wrestler, but also the look, man. I just can't get over it, bro. Like, you know, like – I and, 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 and that's another thing with uh, the way they book some wrestlers, the way they put them in the ring, the way they dress is just like, you know, what the fuck are they thinking, man? How about like, the ring itself? Yeah, the ring itself is trashy. It's just fucking – yeah, like when the guys hit the mat, you hear a bunch of shit going on. It's uh, it's just it's just not a good look and whatever. I don't know what the fuck Tony Khan is doing. And 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 speaking of that, when he does these promos in on on Impact with Tony Schiavone, it's they're, they're, they're cringeworthy, bro. Like I'm, I want to, I'm like embarrassed to watch it. I watch last thing week, in, yeah, I thought last week's were the worst though of uh, yet of all of them. Yeah, I mean, like you ever watch something and just feel embarrassed? You're like, holy fuck! Like I'm embarrassed, like right now. Yeah, it's for, watching what, the Jets every week. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, fuck. Um, it, 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 I just couldn't take it. I couldn't tell if he was like trying to be heelish, if he was just trying to sound like a fucking idiot or whatever it was. But it, it was just something that I couldn't get past. And I'm like, this is fucking horrible, man. Like, horrible. I just, you know, it, it's just going down another dark path for me of, of just uh, where, where I didn't see AEW going. And that's just, you know, absolutely fucking horrible to even think about that Ugh, whatever um impact whatever uh i don't even remember what the last match was because i think i was like so trying to get out of watching it um but yeah so aw uh we get to there um show we got a lot of stuff going on in terms of uh you know the dark order we got a lot of hangman page stuff going on uh Jared, what would you like to talk about first in regards to AEW? Hey, Jared, you there, buddy? I just think we're. I, I just think we're. Uh, 
I think Kingston losing to Kingston beating uh Murder Hawk rather. Okay, we just thought there for sure. I, I, I think that's crazy. Uh, tell me what you think, please. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we discussed last week uh, that um, he that 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 Archer needs to be the man, right? He needs to be the man there. He has everything that it takes. He's a huge guy. He's super athletic. He is everything that a world champion could be in terms of taking a promotion. I think to the next level. Um, and I think it's just crazy that he would lose to a guy like Eddie Kingston. We all agree that he's an amazing Mike guy, but as in terms of his wrestling skills, it's not believable. And his, once again, we want to talk about ring attire. What the fuck is AEW doing? They, oh. could easily, they could easily put him in like the jeans, the hoodie, you know, like the, you know, like right. even wear a Yan- you know, Yankees hat on the way down, whatever the fuck it is. Um, it's just absolutely crazy that they would have Lance Archer lose to this guy. He does have a little Eddie Guerrero to him where he like the cheating and the lying and the stealing, you know, like, but yeah, not, absolutely. His in ring is, is, is not anywhere near Eddie Guerrero. Um, I don't know. A lot of these big guys, they come in full head of steam, Strowman, uh, Ryback, even Archer now in, uh, in AEW, and they have all this steam and they just, nothing happens for a long time. And like Strowman just became a champion last year after all his success, all, you know, he was, he was so popular for a long time. The shows we went to, you know, get these hands, the whole crowd chanting. And I don't know. I just feel like these companies missed a boat on the big men and the big men just don't, turn out to be yeah. what, they, what they should be. I, I, I definitely agree. And um, just really quick, did you get a chance to check out the AEW awards or no? No, I didn't. Uh, good. So I, I have that because that, that's where most of my area of, of uh, I think, focus went this week in regards to just what was going on there. I mean, AEW Dynamite was, was you know, was good. Um, uh, but the hangman page situation going on um, with, uh, like you said, Matt Hardy. I think that was also something worthy of uh, talking about. It seems like everybody wants to, you know, dip into the hangman page pool and, uh, you know, pry him away from, you know, his, his lone ranger esque character that's going on right now. Um, I think it's a pretty awesome storyline. Uh, like you always say, you know, he's, he's a guy that seems WWE polished already, you know, in regards to his look, his wrestling skills, um, I, I don't know if WWE could do much more with him in regards to polishing well, but anymore. But uh, anything that Hangman Page is pretty much tied into uh, is golden. So I hope AEW uh, does continue with him in regards to you know the storylines that are going on. What I do you think, feel, Jared? I just feel like um, he's stuck a little bit in like the mid card scene where it, that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Um, it seems like he's kind of not in that mix with the elite Bullet Club bullshit that's going on that I absolutely fucking hate. But um, it's horrible and it's ruining AEW. But um, yeah, some people enjoy this Bullet Club shit who don't even know about the Bullet Club, and someone like you who is hardcore into New Japan and Ring of Honor. Um, I can see how it could be tacky to you, but someone like me who I don't think it's great, um, but it does make you want to view in. I mean, it helps impact for sure that whole Bullet Club thing. Um, 
it makes yeah, sense. It's, it, I mean, it's gonna, yeah, it's definitely tying people in to want to uh, come and and uh, watch it for sure. And I do say. like I do like the callous angle with that. I know he has nothing to do with the Bullet Club, but I don't know. Uh, it's just yeah. it's it's kind of stale already. It's been done in New Japan. It's been done in in WWE sort of. Tamatonga destroyed them last week. That's it. It was like know, done with. But, but Tomatonga, everything he said. But Tomatonga mm-hmm. is about to sell out. Like he said, he never would. I mean, we'll see what happens. It's going to, uh, you know, I guess money talks, right? So um, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. He initiated the text to Vince and Triple H, though. Yep, yep. And uh, you know what? If they take him, then why not? You know, who who knows? Maybe maybe he's not happy in New Japan. But uh, if uh, Vince and Triple H do take him, good luck, man. Good luck censoring his his mouth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, really quick, uh, the uh, Jericho MJF uh, also defeating yeah, the Varsity Blondes. You know, um, horrible match. Anyway, I think that was a fucking horrible match. And it's like Jericho did his line salt at the end because last last week, uh, well, two weeks ago, I almost broke his fucking neck doing it. Um, and he finished the match off with the pin off the line salt to kind of give a fuck you to everybody who was pretty much saying like me, uh, you know, what the fuck is he doing? Uh, in the ring still, but um, it's just a horrible match. I, I think MJF and Chris Jericho should not be tag teaming. I think MJF should still be in the singles talk of of uh, you know, even in the World Championship talk. I think he's an amazing wrestler, and I think he's a an amazing guy in the mic. I don't know what the fuck they are doing, man. I told I I he is great in the ring and on the mic, but I kind of like his angle in the inner circle and how he's yeah. how eventually he's probably going to be the leader and him and Jericho are going to have a feud or whatever but now uh, like him and Sammy Guevara are beefing it's almost like the whole inner circle may just disband at, at some point it may or may not I could see him taking it over too um yeah yeah I don't know I I did like dynamite so I don't I don't think that inner circle thing is horrible I do think they need to break it up though now I think it's yeah you know it's it, it's almost time. And then uh, what about uh, so the hangman quickly? He did go up against Dolph Ziggler's brother, which was a uh, <laughs> that's Dolph Ziggler's brother, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, so like that was an interesting thing too in that match. Yeah, um, his his trunk said "hunk" on it or something like that. I don't even remember, but it's uh, you know, you know, whatever. He he he's been uh, in and out of promotions before. I, I think he's lost titles to women in indie scenes and stuff like that. Uh, you know, not to say that that can't happen, but it's just like that's the guy who he was. It's, I guess he's making his way up, and uh, you know, good for him to get onto AEW Dynamite, I guess, and get a match against Hangman. You know, right? What do you think of the uh, ending of Dynamite with the? I, first off, I think the Good Bros. I think they cut great promos. I, I think that, you know that that little that little interview before the match with you know. Uh, Omega confronting the box and and Cal, yeah, I, I, I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah, the whole segment was good. I think. Uh, I and I gotta say, like, I'm I'm just not a fan of them taking the Bullet Club name and stuff like that. That's the only thing I just horribly hate about this whole you situation. They're they're OG Bullet Club members. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely are. So I guess I understand that angle in regards to like why they're doing it. But I just, I just wish AEW did something fresh, you know, in, in regards to. You know what? What you know, like what's going on? Um, I do like the segment, though. Like I said, you know, the segment was great. The uh, the match was very good. Um, you know, 
it was they're it was setting about up for, the better matches for the for the night for sure. And they're setting up for Bucks and uh, Good Bros. Yes, yes. So I think that's going to be awesome. Maybe they'll do a title versus title um, scenario where they could, no, you know, no way the Good Bros win, right? I don't think so. Um, it would be pretty crazy if uh, they, they should. do. They should. Um, yeah, it would be cool. You know, like I, I love when the underdog thing happens in wrestling. When, when, when the unexpected thing happens, because I guess that's where I'm at now. I am a mark for certain wrestles out there, but um, I guess more now I'm, I'm into like the shock aspect of like, you know, oh my god, this title just got dropped, like, or you know, right. things that were unexpected happening. Um, I'm unfor- get into that a little later with WWE also. <laughs> um, I just want to get into, I think, what the best match of the night was. And, and honestly, I was fucking blown away. Was uh, What was it? Jungle Boy versus uh, Dax Harwood, man. Great uh, match. Amazing fucking match. Uh, I, I, I got to say, Jungle Boy, I know he hasn't wrestled for quite a long time, but this kid is going fucking places. He's, yeah, he is. He is. You know, um, hopefully AEW could keep him around and... Um, I don't know if you noticed they they, they kind of switched his uh, theme song a little bit and they sing it all match in the crowd. It's like oh whoa 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 whoa. It's that it's that whole song and uh, he had that song in the indies, which is so so it's pretty cool that they uh, were able to switch that up and give him that track for his entrance music. Um, other than that, though, the match was absolutely amazing. Uh, tons of back and forth action. Uh, I didn't know that Dax Harwood was would be such a good singles wrestler, but uh, goddamn, man, what a great match! They were brutal. There was a lot of great moves. There's a lot of great spots. Um, whenever you have Jungle Boy in the ring, I think personally you're going to get a lot of great spots. I love when Luchasaurus and him are tagging up. Um, I still think that their finisher for their tag move is the best finisher I've ever seen in in uh, tag wrestling. I'll stick to that anytime that they're in the ring. Um, but yeah. He's huge for AEW. Jungle Boy is absolutely huge for AEW, and if they lose him, uh, they will be fucked. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree, Matt. They, he's very good in the ring. I loved the the entire match. I loved the aspect of all of Tully, uh, Luchasaurus, and mm-hmm. Cash and Cash being all handcuffed together. Yes. And- even the ending was cool when they cut up Luchasaurus's mask. I don't know what that means for the future, but um, yeah, yeah, they cut his horns off. Right. So, and then you got fucking Marco Stun running out like a wild badger, and he just throwing chairs. He almost nailed. He almost nailed yeah. him with a fucking gun. I was like, holy shit, man! The chair's bigger than him. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's just it, you know, it's funny though. I I love the whole uh, Jurassic Express. Um, faction i i I I think the gimmick is good i I do think luchasaurus is also an amazing wrestler but i just you know obviously his gimmick isn't going to uh take him places i think in terms of heavyweight championship realm but you never know we've seen some crazy things happen in wrestling um so i think that, that 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 brings us through AEW, and we can now start discussing what is the second greatest day in wrestling everybody loves it Royal Rumble Sunday, baby. Here we fucking go. So just All to right. catch just to catch you guys up quickly, uh, especially Matt. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you this real quick. Raw, way better show than SmackDown. Even though SmackDown's on Fox now, um, to me it's not oh, even, well, yeah. to me it's not even close. But um, we opened the show. McIntyre returned. You know uh, he had COVID. You know no, uh, pretty asymptomatic for two weeks. 
Um, mm. he, he did mention that he had no symptoms. Then he talked about Goldberg's accomplishments, how he was 173, 173 and oh, he beat Hulk Hogan. He beat the rock. Um, and then he was interrupted by, by the, by some of the biggest jokes in wrestling, Miz and Morrison, who WWE is completely ruined. And they've made a mockery of that briefcase. That's oh, um, horrible, man. Which because I, I mean, I, I, I think you and I were so happy when, when, when Miz got the briefcase. Because I, I'm a big Miz guy. I know that you are a big Miz guy because you're a big challenge guy to begin with. And uh, you know, from his, you know, come up from MTV into wrestling, and then, you know, sticking around in wrestling for quite a long time. You know, he's been wrestling for a very, very long time. He's a and, and very accomplished. You know, yeah, very accomplished wrestler, and. uh I have to agree with that and sucks to see what they're doing. I, I have, you know, whenever I tune in and I get to see what's going on with that storyline, I'm just like, what's going on? Um, especially with that last pay-per-view where, where um, supposedly it was because John Morrison cashed it in or something like that. Right. And he right. still has the briefcase now. It's, it's, it's pretty hilarious. So they, you know, they come out how they're going to, ca- how he's going to cash in and how he, you know, He's got two options, which he did show up on SmackDown too, just to, you know, tell everybody how he has the option of either champion. Um, then Goldberg comes out and he interrupts Miz and Morrison. Um, he gets in the ring, gets face to face with McIntyre, and he says, "This Sunday, you're next." <laughs> I, McIntyre made light of something. That since Goldberg returned, he's never he hasn't lost in a championship match, you know, while challenging for one. Yep. So that, that that's what scares me. I, I yeah. certainly hope, I certainly hope they don't take it off McIntyre, especially Ooh. for Goldberg. I mean, that's yeah. like and Goldberg, they drive me nuts. And and that match is tonight, right? Correct. All right. So that's an awesome match to look forward to, at least in the Likings of me shitting on WWE because Goldberg has many times already uh, in his stints back to WWE looked horrible in the fucking ring. As and how we many discussed. times has he almost killed somebody? Oh my god, the Undertaker stuff in Dubai is is fucking amazingly classic in terms of 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 of, of what it means to just stop fucking wrestling, right? right. You know, but uh. Uh, I'm not even going to get into it anymore, but uh, all right. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. Just, they end the segment, you know, uh, the two of them kick Miz and Morrison's ass. Then they go face to face and uh, McIntyre holds the belt up. And that was the end of that. Um, so my favorite part of raw um, Alexis playground. So, I mean, she, she she's great. Sing, she starts off singing Mary, Mary, quite contrary on the swing. And she was talking to the imaginary fiend saying last week was so fun, asking if he saw what went on with what Randy's face looked like and thanked him for uh, giving her the confidence to do it. She w- said she wanted to have fun with Oscar last week, and but she mentioned his name. And uh, this is all while she's in the on the swing watching last week's highlight. And she... Can't, she said she can't wait to see the fiend again, and she ends this whole segment by singing "Ring Around the Rosy," and then says, "Let me," <laughs> and sort of his half of the Alexa Bliss fiend face flashes in and out, and that was the end of that segment. Uh, mm. The end of Raw was the, uh, for the woman's title, Oscar versus Bliss. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so Edge is entering the Rumble. I thought that was going to be one of the surprises, but there was a promo on Raw for him. 
about five mm-hmm. minutes long. And let me tell you something. He's got a chance to win this. I I, I hope so because um uh we have uh later on, well, he's not one of my picks, I, I wanna say, but uh as soon as I woke up this morning and I saw that Orton was one and, and Edris two, uh, you know, Jazz running a little Royal Rumble pool here. And uh, I saw instantly. I thought that Edge would win this whole thing, and I and I saw number two was this guy Mike, and I was just like, "Fuck, man!" Uh, you know, there goes there goes the guy I wanted for my number. But uh, um, when we do our podcast later, uh, in terms of recording, you're going to hear us also gushing over the fact that we have uh, a little Royal Rumble poll going where we get random numbers, and if your guy wins the Rumble. What what is it? You win the pot, Jared. Yeah, you win the you win you win some of the pot, and you get and a the, small you get a small percentage for winning uh, most eliminations. Yeah, so an awesome way to uh, get a little bit of uh, fun out of the rumble, especially if uh, you're into a little bit of the gambling like we are. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, definitely, definitely very cool. So whoever Mike is out there, go fuck yourself. And and I'll tell you this during this Edge promo, the reason that made me put him on the the my list of people who could potentially win is because he just kept talking about how he never lost this his title ten years ago and was forced mm. to retire. So you know, whenever they bring that angle in, it's it, it seems that um, yeah, you know that could happen. Also, it, you, like you said, Orton and him are starting the match, mm-hmm. so. Orton seems to be in a in a feud with the Fiend and Alexa Bliss. So, what does that tell you? Something's going to happen with the Fiend right away with Orton or something like that, mm. and that could leave Edge standing there alone or whatnot. But you, I mean, so if, so so if you want to get into any of the Rumbles, well, let me know when you want to talk about surprise entrances. Yeah, and, I will. I'll get to that. I just want to yeah, finish yeah. up on Raw and SmackDown real quick. Yeah, yeah, you so, got it. You got it. Ending Raw. Uh, Oscar versus Bliss for the women's title. Bliss comes out as you know, like uh, the friendly, friendly Bliss. Um, like like Fiend would come out as Bray Wyatt. Mm. Um, Oscar kicking her ass to start, and then you know she's just taking an ass kicking. She Bliss happens to throw Oscar outside the ring, and Oscar gets up, and Alexa Bliss is on that rocking horse in the middle of the ring, oh, and sure. she's going back and forth. <laughs> It's going back and forth now, and Blit, you know, Oscar's kicking Bliss's ass again. B- all of a sudden, Bliss, her regular music hits, and she's dressed as normal Alexa Bliss. I mean, this thing gets better and better. Um, wow. Then, yeah, it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I hope she wins the Rumble later, but I have a feeling she's not. Um, then. She's crying in the corner like she's confused. We've seen this before. Oscar falls for it. She goes over there and Bliss, you know, starts hitting Oscar and Oscar starts going back. And every every time Oscar tries to strike, Bliss sidesteps her and she's staring into space and the lights go out. There's creepy clown music now. Lights on. Bliss is in all black, all black lipstick, all, you know, all black eyeliner. And she's upside down in the corner like the fiend again. And within a couple seconds, Oscar's in the mandible claw about to tap. And all of a sudden, Orton appears behind Bliss. And gives her the RKO, and that was the end of uh, Raw, which wow. you know essentially cost her the, the women's title. So let's see if she gets involved with Orton, and if Orton gets involved with her tonight in the Rumble somehow. 
Yeah, it seems like there's definitely going to be a tie-in somewhere with uh, some some rumble shenanigans. Yeah, I mean that storyline we I like I've been talking about for weeks is just absolutely incredible, and <laughs> they really like they they hit it out of the ballpark every single week so far. Um, it's just great. It's just great. That's awesome. And I just to touch on SmackDown quickly. Not a great SmackDown this week. Um, mm. You know, Roman and KO were had a split screen interview. Um, he's Roman was talking about uh, KO's dad and granddad were they smart people, this and that. And then he tells him that they weren't smart because they never told him that he doesn't belong and this and that. <laughs> um, Owens kept saying, "Watch what you say." And Roman told him he was a disgrace to the Owens family. Uh, Owens called Roman delusional, uh, delusional jackass, surrounds himself with yes men, which was so great. Uh, So great. Uh, And called him a fake mob boss. And then after all these insults, Roman just shuts the TV off, the screen off, the interview off, and KO walks off. Uh, I will say this. I think KO stands no chance tonight. And I think not Jey Uso, well, he'll be there, but I think his brother Jimmy Uso comes back from injury tonight and mm. help, helps Roman, you know, regain the title in a, in oh, a last wow. man in the last man standing match. Um, so I just want to. So it is the last man standing match tonight? Yeah, of course. Awesome. Uh, I <laughs> yeah, just want, of course. I just want to touch on the opening. Of <laughs> I just want to touch on the opening of SmackDown real, real fast. Um, and I'll and I'm gonna go right after I talk about the opening. I'm gonna go literally right into my the Rumble stuff, guys. Um, so Daniel Bryan opened SmackDown, and we all know this is this is his last big run in uh, in in WWE. Daniel Bryan in wrestling, you know, he's got a family now. So he he did say that this could be his last time in the Rumble. He needs to win the Rumble to cement his legacy. Um, Styles interrupts. Um, says Daniel Bryan already has one foot out the door and, you know, they, they push each other, uh, almost steps in the middle there and Daniel Bryan challenges AJ without almost later on in the night, which turned into like a six man tag. And at the end of this crazy six man tag, Strowman came back and cleaned house. And that was the wow. way SmackDown ended. Um, so we'll see. So. Now, all right, Strowman back is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, definitely pretty cool, and definitely well, hopefully got, they don't bury him. Yeah, like last year. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, so let's let's get right into the Rumble, guys. Biggest uh, second biggest day of the year. All right, so the the Rumble is happening. Um, let's let's get through the women's section first. If there's anything you want to talk about, that I'm not really big into following anything surprise wise besides like. Maybe a little bit of Ronda Rousey action tonight. You think a little Ronda Rousey yeah. is going to get sprinkled in the Rumble? Yeah, it's definitely uh, possible. She still has a she has a deal that that ends on the day of WrestleMania, so that could be an easy one to uh, you know call. Um, as far as women's, you know, it's hard. I feel like people just you know it is what it is. You know, who's going to mm-hmm. come back? Trish. Uh, you know, we've seen all these people. Phoenix. Marlena, yeah, Beth Phoenix. Well, you know, cool. that'll be cool or whatever. Um, I'll talk about who I think possibly could win this Royal Rumble. Uh, to me, it's either going to be Bianca Belair, the EST of WWE, or mm-hmm. uh, Alexa Bliss. I think she is absolutely 
amazing yeah. and hot right now. But I don't think she needs to win the Rumble to get the title shot again because that's how good she's going. Also, outside chance, outside chance of Bailey or Rousey. But I would I would stick with Belair or Bliss as my uh, two favorites with an outside with an outside shot of Bailey and Rousey. All right, I could I could get behind that. Um, like I said, I, I'm really not too big on who I think is going to win. Um, what I would like is uh, Shaw Flair is going to be in it, or is she in a tag match that night. Both, both. All right. Well, uh, you know, I'll go with the obvious uh, pick there in terms of who I think is the greatest woman's wrestler of all time, and that's Shaw Flair. So. She, I definitely think she is the GOAT, but I don't think she's winning this one. Yeah, probably not, Ryan. I guess it's too easy to uh, say in regards to that. I also um, think somehow Ric Flair or Lacey Evans, you know, that whole little feud is going to cost her somehow. No, all right. All right. I'll be looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing how that pans out. Uh, like I said, I enjoy watching the women's division a lot in uh, WWE. I think that they're, you know, obviously the top-notch women's division in any wrestling federation out there. But, uh, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Women's Rumble is, uh, you know, pretty pretty new addition to the Rumble. I think it what started like four years ago or something like that. Yeah, right around there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it makes the night, uh, you know, that much more entertaining. Sometimes people don't like it and it makes the night a little bit longer. But whatever. You know, don't have to watch it if you don't want. Uh, well, so let's, let's talk about uh, some surprises now, Matt. Yeah. In regards to uh, the Men's Rumble. I know uh, you are so pumped for some of these names. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just just because of the free agency talks and everything going out there, um, we got guys like Jay White from New Japan that have possible ties to WWE. They there there were talks in the past in regards to getting this guy to come over. Um, after Wrestle Kingdom, he lost to Ibushi on on night two. His promo was pretty much that he's like fed up with New Japan and he's done. Um, whether or not there's a contract or that's part of the story, uh, we'll see. If Jay White comes tonight, I will absolutely be gushing my pants in regards to just <laughs> fucking being like insanely happy. It would be really, really cool. Um, my other choice would be Marty Skrull. Um, I know that he's officially not with Ring of Honor. He uh, was caught up. I think we talked about this in the past. I'm not going to harp on it too long. He was caught up in the speaking out movement situation, and I don't know whether it was true or not, but Ring of Honor pretty much washed their hands with him. Uh, And who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Let me Uh, ask you a question, Matt. Who do you think is more likely, Jay White or Marty Skrull? I want to say Marty Skrull. Only because he hasn't shown face in wrestling since like the onset of the pandemic last March, you know. And, I, and I'm going to disagree a little bit. I think uh, Jay White has a has a a much better chance, honestly. All right, why? What do you think? I just I, I listen. There's no factual basis behind this. It's just a feeling no, I have right. that I think right. uh, I think he's a WWE guy, Jay White. He, he 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 has it in him, you know. Switchblade for sure. He's 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 a great wrestler. We've seen him live at uh, G One, and um, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. He's a great wrestler, man. Uh, and he has a great storyline. Uh, he has a great gimmick in regards to that. I don't know about storyline, but great gimmick. Uh, 
I, I yeah, I, I'm just on the Marty Skrull side because I he hasn't wrestled in any promotion since last March, and I feel like that uh, maybe he was uh, you know working behind the scenes training to get into WWE or something like that. Who you know who knows? And I like I said, the speaking out movement stuff really don't know if it's true I, or not. I do think uh, I do think those two would be the biggest holy shit moments you know that could possibly be. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, we obviously could talk about guys like what Brock Lesnar coming back. Yeah, um, so I have I have a list here. Um, all right, all right. I'll, I'll run a few names off. Uh, Brock is definitely on that list. Um, okay, I think to me, he's one of the guys who could dethrone Roman, and there aren't many. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Seth Rollins coming back from his little, uh, you know, from having a baby with Becky. I think that's. Very, 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 very likely. Um, okay. RVD, I think, is could happen. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't been on impact. His contract is up. I do think... Uh, I think it's possible. Uh, I'll tell you, so- someone who I'm surprised that a lot of people are pushing for is Carlito. Really? Yeah, like, they love this guy. I don't understand. Was, was he the guy with the apple? Yeah, I, I, I don't... I don't. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I yeah, I I definitely wouldn't be happy Some, if that was the big surprise. <laughs> Samoa Joe, I think, could possibly enter. Mm, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, Wade Barrett, who is now a commentator on NXT. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I I guess what would a what would a surprise list be without CM Punk's name? Oh man, so that's yeah. If if CM Punk were to come back, that would be absolutely nuts. I mean that that would be the top of the list right there in regards Here's to. My thing are oof. no fans. Is, uh, are they going to waste that? Yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, I just think it's a ratings thing now, you know. And just one more name. I know it's not a big name, but uh, rumor has it Tyson Kidd wants to put some, you know wants to put his career to bed. So I think a Royal Rumble shot would be a good way to get him, you know, not injured or something like that. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that'd be pretty cool. I don't have any other really names other than, you know, the ones we spoke about. Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, you know, like we know the taker is not coming back cause he's, you know, he's looks like he's been fully out of his, uh, stints yeah, now. I don't think he's um, coming back either. Maybe, maybe the rock. Nah, because I think The Rock and Roman are going to fight in in L.A. when there's fans. The Rock's not coming back without fans. Yeah. Because his whole gimmick is based off the fans. Yeah, I guess the millions. Yeah. <laughs> and millions. Yeah, everything is, is, is definitely based off that. All right, so um, let's talk about some uh, potential winners, in my opinion. In your opinion. Right. Um, I'm going to start with one that nobody has really talked about. And mm-hmm. one that I just thought about while watching SmackDown. Um, what do you think if Roman won the title and then won the rumble? Mm, that would be pretty wild. That's, that's Vince-esque just overdoing things. And Roman is yeah. really like Roman's over like as a heel. Yeah. So it, it would just mean, that, crazy. that would create a cool storyline. I guess they would have to figure something out in regards to who would challenge him and, and things like or, that. Or if, he would, or if he would hold both belts. Yeah, I mean, it, it would kind of tie into a little bit of New Japan with the Ibushi having both. Yeah, a little bit. Um, 
So <laughs> we'll get away from that. I, I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about p- possibly um, Edge winning the match. I think Edge has a good chance. Like I yeah. said, Orton's tied in a storyline already with you know the Fiend and Bliss. Um, so I think Orton could be eliminated rather quickly due to something crazy like that to start the match. You know what I mean? Where the lights go out or who yeah, knows? definitely. Oh, and uh, just to also say, I think the Fiend comes back. Maybe, or another surprise is just coming to my head. Kane, I see maybe Kane coming back. Mayor Kane, Mayor Kane, baby. Yeah, uh, I could see that. Um, I think just the Fiend, one off. I think the Fiend could win too, but like I said, I think him and Orton somehow get distracted with each other, and that yeah. WrestleMania match is probably set already. Yeah, that's true. Um, I just don't see either of them winning, but the Fiend could definitely win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna give you three guys, and I'll you know you could pick three guys too. Just you know, just to give right. yourself a shot. I'm gonna go with Edge, Lesnar, <laughs> a guy I don't even know who's in it. Edge, Lesnar, <laughs> and Edge, Lesnar, and Daniel Bryan because. I'm not listen. I'm not a fan of Daniel Bryan, and mm-hmm. you want to talk about believable? That'd be like Darby Allen winning the the Royal. <laughs> I'm sure these guys could throw somebody over the rope. Um, but yeah, I'll go with Bryan, Lesnar, and Edge, and I think uh, McIntyre definitely rises to the top if he winds up losing to Goldberg and then entering the Rumble. All right, I I could see that being uh, definitely some some good picks right there. Um, I also think Brock would be one, but um, you know, I'm, I'm going to stick away from three guys that I think that uh, you didn't choose. I'm I'm, I'm going to say my top pick is AJ Styles right now. I hope that uh, you know, if he is in the Rumble, I hope so, man. I hope so. I love AJ. That, uh, that if he's in it, I hope that he wins. Um, maybe Kofi Kingston. He's in the Rumble, AJ. Uh, Kofi, we don't know. Kofi, we don't know. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with Kofi Kingston in regards to maybe just a, you know, a little a wild card out there. You know, he had his little stint as you know as champion, but uh, you, don't think he's, you don't think he's one and done as a main event guy? I don't know. I mean, I guess he is. That's just kind of my wild card. I'm trying to choose guys that that do that that you didn't choose. Did you choose Seth Rollins? No, no, right. So yeah, yeah. I'm 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 going to go AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, and as my wild card, I would I would say Kofi Kingston in regards to maybe them giving him uh, maybe a little bit of a push out there since since a uh, Biggie is you know kind of in his light he's 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 still the IC champ right yeah I think but I think he could I think he could win the Rumble too I think he's on his way to big things in the company and yeah. I also like. Um, you know your idea of Rollins winning because he's one of the guys who can beat Roman. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially that the whole shield, you know, uh, right. background angle they could work in regards to just like them coming up together and culminating that at a, at a WrestleMania right. and a or something. Stints in the shield, it's just you know, it, it'd be a good full circle, like the uh, like the Braun uh, Fiend thing was a good full circle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I although, mean, the, we, although they'd be missing a uh, certain shield member. <laughs> well, we know he ain't coming back. 
No, but he I, he did say in an interview he would never rule out coming back. Yeah, I, I I guess you never want to close any doors fully, right? You know, you always want to you always want to keep good ties. And and I did hear that uh, he doesn't speak to them often, but they do talk uh, from time to time. You know, there's some, there's some bad blood there for some reason. Yeah, who knows, man? There's there's you know, like that's what happens when three you know if you have three guys coming up at the same time, and then each vying for their own you know singles glory and. You know who's over more with the crowd, and you know just you know could definitely was, mess with people's heads. He was definitely the third string quarterback in that situation. Yeah, for sure. He he, he needed to branch off. He uh, definitely made the right move in regards to uh, just leaving for now. For sure, um, because I mean he was Rollins and Roman are just you know mega stars. Yeah, yeah, and especially in the WWE uh, universe, for sure. There was no room for Ambrose. No, unfortunately not. He, uh, <laughs> hold on. he's 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 good in the AEW. No, yeah, yeah. I, you know, for sure. And I and I think uh, in uh, New Japan, uh, it's going to be awesome. And once this New Japan uh, strong deal is struck in regards to uh, what channel they're going to be on, actually, let me see if any news is up on that because it's it's uh, pretty important. If they get onto a major network, uh, then we are technically having three major brands of wrestling. I guess if you want to count Impact, I guess we could say four. But Right. Um, I will say this about The Shield. Uh, how many times do you see where all the members of a faction really turn out to be like big-time superstars? Hmm. Uh, well, I'm sorry. What did you say? I saw. I I said how many as as far as the so far as the shield goes. How many times do all the members of yeah. the faction turn out to be superstars? Yeah, it's it's not often enough. Definitely, it definitely doesn't happen a lot. I think so. Um, they definitely you know, hit a home run there. Yeah, it's amazing that uh, you know Seth Rollins came out on his own, and 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 obviously Roman Reigns. Now they finally got it right. So. Uh, Maybe you know. Maybe they needed Ambrose to leave in order to get some wiggle room in regards to seeing what Roman was capable of. You know, yeah, because they were always. I felt like they were always tied at the hip somehow. Yeah, exactly. Like whatever. Yeah, the, the, there's always that shield connection going on, and uh, for that reason, you know, maybe Rollins will win. Uh, you know, the title. I mean, the uh, Rumble tonight. You know. Yeah. Uh... Who knows? Who knows? That's what uh, this year. It's more open this year than I, I've ever seen since I've been watching. Um, you, usually, there's like a, a couple guys clear cut, but it's just it's really a toss up, in my opinion. So, in regards to New Japan's TV deal, just really quickly, it says that uh, uh, New Japan hits TV in America and UK soon with a purple background, so signaling that. Uh, you know, the we we need to name some TV networks that have in both countries in the UK and America that have purple logos. Um, I'm not too sure though. I'm not too sure. Something tells me it's not going to be like a USA or TNT or something. Definitely like not. That. Definitely not yet. Yeah. Definitely Which is not. unfortunate. It's just yeah. It's just. They need AEW to be latched on with them. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens. But everybody, just so you know, um, you know, our recording will get posted later on tonight of our Royal Rumble live reactions. We're going to be recording from, 
you know, around 6.45 on. Uh, we are going to post this episode ASAP. So once you are done listening to this, please email us at the questioning marks at gmail.com let us know your predictions for the rumble let us know your surprises also drop us uh some comments on twitter in regards to the same thing remember you could find us at the question in 11 on twitter the q u e s t i o n i n 11 that's how you can find us on twitter and also on there let us know your predictions for tonight um, after the rumble is done, like I said, we'll be posting our live reactions, our commentary in regarding to what's going on in WWE, whether the match is good, whether the match is bad, was the rumble good, um, were any of our predictions correct, or did Jared or, or I win any money in our Royal Rumble gambling situation that we have going on with what, how many people do we have? Maybe like 10 or so? 10. Nice. Got like 10 people involved in regards to uh, each each getting three numbers each. And uh, we'll see what happens. I hope I win a little bit of money tonight. I hope you do too, Jared. Right? Good, good luck, buddy. Yes, you too, my man. So remember, hit us up on the email. Hit us up on the Twitter. Enjoy listening. Question and marks. We hope everybody enjoys the second best night of wrestling, which is the Royal Rumble. And mark out, everybody, safely. We'll and see you guys later. We'll definitely see you guys soon. Later, motherfuckers. Later.